Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. everybody welcome back justin kenner kev nash with you here on dayton's espn radio station 1410 wing am we have a big one tonight on espnu seven o'clock to tip off the wright state raiders taking on the cleveland state vikings coming into the year the wright state raiders were tabbed as the preseason number one cleveland state though they're off to the hot start in league play wright state six and two looking up at the 8-0 Cleveland State Vikings. And this is a big one, mainly when you look at the fact that the, right now the conference schedule for the Horizon League due to the pandemic to restrict uh, as much tr- uh, travel as possible, you're playing the same opponent at the same location on back-to-back days. So Wright State looking up at Cleveland State. They're two games back in the standings. You don't want to split. You don't want to lose two. You want to win both. If the Wright State Raiders can win both this coming up weekend, they will be right back at the top where they were projected to finish. And this is a big one here tonight. The Wright State Raiders, Cleveland State Vikings, 7 o'clock ESPNU. Joining us now to, of course, break it down even further, we have the head coach of the Wright State Raiders, Scott Nagy. Coach, welcome in, sir. How are you? Very good. Thank you. That's good to hear, Coach. And, look, before we get into tonight's matchup, I just have to ask because, I mean, we know, look, we're playing in unprecedented times right now, playing during a global pandemic, and there's so much uncertainty every day uh, when you wake up. You know, how, you know, will your players test positive? Will you test positive? Will your opponents test positive? There's so much uncertainty. So I have to ask, we're about a good month and a half into the season now. I am curious, when you look back, you know, coming into the season with so much uncertainty and you look at where we are at right now, uh, where are we at right now, I guess, in your opinion? Are we about where you thought we would be with all the cancellations? Did you expect more cancellations and postponements? Where are we at right now, in your opinion, as a basketball, college basketball tries to navigate through this pandemic? Well, I didn't. I guess I didn't have any preconceived notions about where we would be. So wherever we are is, is where we are. I, I knew that it, that it would be different for everybody. I was just watching, uh, you know, Cleveland State on film playing IUPUI just a couple weeks ago and IUPUI had one game in. And so, uh, it's, it's been different for everybody that could have been us. We've been pretty fortunate to this point, uh, to, to only really have, have lost. We lost three games there at the beginning of the season when we could have played in the Illinois tournament because of COVID. And then since then we've been able to play our games. And so we, we're, we feel very fortunate We're you know, there's a lot of people that aren't getting to do what they want to do, but we're, we're getting to play. It's not ideal but it's not ideal for anybody, and so we're not spending any time complaining about it. Now, Coach, it's been a while since you, your program, uh, or even an opponent that you've run into yet have been impacted by the virus, but that wasn't the case coming in. I mean, with so much uncertainty coming into the season, as we talked about, you guys were impacted by it right away. You had a handful of players test positive. If I'm not mistaken, you guys didn't practice for two or three weeks before you played Marshall. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think you only got one practice in uh, before you played Marshall. So what was that like? Again, no one's ever experienced something like this before. You've never coached through anything like this before what was that like for you and your coaching staff again trying to to get your you know to navigate your team through these times i mean it was odd it was very odd we had six players that could practice and 
you know, trying to practice for 10 days with six guys was, was a very strange thing. And uh, like you said, we got we got our full team back two days before we played Marshall. And, and uh, the first day they could practice for a half an hour, and the second day they could practice for an hour, and then we played. And uh, we didn't play very good, obviously, and uh, we certainly don't, don't want to use that as an excuse, though, either. And like you say, we're, we're to that point now because, uh, you know, the players don't have to test the ones that have had it for 90 days, but, but uh, we only have one player now that's not testing, which means that everybody else is back in the protocol. And if wow. we have anybody that comes down with it, we test three times a week, that we're probably going to have to shut everybody down again. And so we're kind of back at uh, ground zero again, and we'll see what happens. So when, if a player tests positive, there's a certain amount of time they don't have to test again. Is that what you're saying? So by having a good chunk of your team you know, test positive earlier in the year, they weren't going through the testing protocol over the last couple of weeks? Right. Okay. Yeah, we had about we had about half our team of testing and half that wasn't. And once they get past the 90 days, then they got to start testing again. Wow, that's definitely uh, something uh, to, to keep an eye on. And I think that's what also makes this weekend so much more important too mainly because you know you have that gap between you and cleveland state and to get these two wins to close that gap with so much uncertainty about what's ahead you you don't want to be missing key guys uh, down this stretch with already a cushion between you and cleveland state obviously uh, a big game coming up tonight again if you're just tuning in right state head basketball coach scott nagy joining us the right state raiders cleveland state vikings live from the nutter center tonight seven o'clock on espnu so make sure uh if you're home tonight that you pull up a chair uh and watch a really good basketball game coming up here later on tonight uh coach the the one thing that's interesting you know cole gentry was one of my favorite players uh, to watch at right state and you know i remember a few years ago when you had taken over uh you could tell there was a definite improvement in the program but you were still missing a key piece and that key piece was point guard and uh, Cole Gentry made his debut against Toledo I believe and from that game on that's when you guys really clicked and gelled and you made your NCAA tournament appearance and you know you have your back-to-back NIT uh, qualifiers so you know things took off when he was there I was concerned about his absence and where the point guard position was going to go from this point Trey Calvin has done a magnificent job not that you need me to sign off on your decisions coach but Trey Calvin's done a fantastic job well Trey's yeah Trey's done a very good job I mean he didn't get a ton of playing time last year because like you said we played Cole uh, as many minutes as we could and and uh, he Cole had great stamina on top. They played more than 35 minutes a game. Didn't leave a lot of room for anybody else to play the point guard position. Uh, you know, and Trey's still learning. He's he's still trying to figure out, you know, just how much how aggressive he needs to be offensively, uh, as well as just run the team. He's still trying to figure those things out. We mostly need him to be a point guard and not be concerned with the scoring aspect of the game. But just like every other player, I mean, they they all like to score because that's how they get their attention. Uh, but but you know we have several guys that are that are are scoring and doing well. I think we have five guys averaging double figures, which is normal for our team to have four or five do that because we give our guys a lot of freedom offensively. But uh, you know I thought I thought we had a chance to be a better defensive team this year, and I didn't think we'd be quite as good offensively. We're not shooting the ball as well as we did last year, and I don't you know I, it, it's hard losing Bill and Cole because they were both such tremendous shooters. Uh, you know, I just didn't think we'd be able to shoot 40% from three like we did last year. Now, I would like to do that, but we're not near that now. And so that means we need to take less maybe and better ones, and we'll get that figured out. But we're still shooting a great field goal percentage because we're big inside, and we have three players shooting 57% or better, uh, and, and, and Tanner and, and Grant and Loudon. And so, 
you know, those guys, for, for me, need to take most of the shots. I, I, I'm surprised, I guess, a little bit that we're scoring as much as we are this year because I knew we'd play a little bit slower than we have to, particularly when you play Grant and Loudon together. But we're still, you know, we're still, I think, in league averaging over 80 points a game, which I'm a little bit surprised by. Yeah, you, you mentioned Grant Bazzilli, coach, and that, you know, he's been fun to watch as well and his progression from the time he got here to where he is now just continuing to get better. But what's been great about that is the fact that, you know, you know what you get with Loudon Love. He's the big post presence. And, you know, last year you kind of staggered him a bit. You know, if Loudon came out, Basile would go in. You rarely saw them play at the same time. We're seeing a lot of them on the floor at the same time. And, you know, to see two near seven footers run the floor like that. And I know they're not your, your modern post players. They're not your typical three point shooters, although Basile's been known to knock down a three here or there. But both on the floor at the same time has been something fun to watch. And again, as I mentioned, Grant Basile's progression as a player, too. I, I know that that's obviously helped you guys, but I'm sure it's been fun for your coaching staff to watch his development as well. Yeah, I was more concerned coming into the year, you know, can we do it defensively? You know, can Grant or Loudon guard, you know, a, a, a pick-and-pop four-man, somebody that plays on the perimeter? More concerned by that. We've, we've proven to be able to handle that pretty well. Uh, what's been more difficult is just the offense with those two in. It's a little bit clunky. Uh, and uh, the fortunately, you know, Grant can play on a perimeter, shoots the ball very well, really three-point percentage-wise. Grant's shooting the best in our team. He just hasn't taken a lot. Uh, and, and so we're, we're still trying to get that worked out. But, you know, playing those two guys together, I know the other teams look at that, and I know it's a problem for them trying to guard it. Coach, the back-to-back nights, uh, playing the same opponent, back-to-back days uh, from the same spot, whether it's at the Nutter Center or you guys on the road. Uh, we talked before the season started, and you said it was definitely going to be something unique and different. Um, you know, I've talked with different coaches. I've talked with different players on both the men and women's side, and, and some like it, some don't. Uh, one, you know, one interesting takeaway from a coach was that, hey, you know, it's interesting. You know, a lot of times you would play on Thursday, you'd play on Saturday. You would have two different opponents on those nights, and, you know, you would have to kind of balance out your week of how much time you're going to allocate towards prepping for one opponent versus the other, um, and now you just get one entire week to prep for that one opponent, and then others have just said, look, you know, a lot of times it's the same opponent, but it's almost two different games because although it's the same roster, uh, a lot of times, you know, you're catching a team that's hot and having to get them back-to-back, or you'll catch a team sleeping. Lots of pros and cons to this, Coach. What are some of your takeaways on it? Me as a fan, I love it. I don't want to see it moving forward, but I've actually kind of enjoyed it considering how different sports have been this year anyways, but just your overall takeaways on it. Yeah, I guess everybody's different. We we never did prepare for two teams uh we always just prepare for the next team we were playing so that that part of it hasn't changed for us the you know i think it's it's very difficult to beat a team and then turn around and play them the next day and beat them again you know i think just from human nature standpoint they they automatically have an advantage in terms of motivation regardless of what you say to your players uh, it just is a very difficult thing to do, and I, I, to me, that's why it's even more impressive that Cleveland State's eight and zero because it's it's hard to beat any team twice in a row. I don't I don't care if you have a have a uh, an advantage talent wise or whatever it is. It's just hard to do, and so for them to do it four times already this year, I think is pretty impressive. 
No, absolutely. I mean, as you just mentioned, look, it's tough to beat the same opponent twice in one season. It's even tougher to beat him, uh, the same opponent on back-to-back days. And that that's what makes what Cleveland State's doing even that much more impressive, as you alluded to, being 8-0. We know how good your team is. You beat Oakland by 40 one night, lose by 10 the next. You lose to Youngstown State last week by 2 at the buzzer. You beat them by you know 40 the next day. It's very difficult to do, as you talked about, so that speaks volumes about the approach that Cleveland State uh, has to this season and the job that Dennis Gates, uh, head coach, uh, has done with his program. That sets up a big one tonight, Coach. Do you... Do you and your staff, do you guys bring up standing scenarios with your team? I mean, you look up tonight. They're ahead of you in the standings. They have a two-game lead. You're 6-2. and two. It's very important you guys get both of these games this weekend. Every game is important, I know, in a coach's perspective. But do you guys paint these scenarios? Do you paint these urgent pictures for your team heading into games like this? Or is it just another game to you guys? Well, you know, I think in terms of where we are in the standings, it, you know, that's how people can place an emphasis on it. The games don't count anymore, but in terms of, of us catching them, there are two games ahead of us at this point. Uh, you know, you obviously, if you drop two, you'd be four games back, and that, that would be very difficult to overcome with only ten games to go. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it, really, and we've not spent any time talking to our players about this. Uh, you know, the players already know it. There's enough talk about, about it. They understand where they sit and where we sit. And uh, uh, so, you know, I think that, that we'll have good motivation. We'll play well. We, it's, you know, we're a little tired of, of splitting, uh, you know, on the weekends. But, uh, you know, you've got to win the first game in order to have a chance not to do that. And so, you know, we, I, but we've had good practices this week. And uh, the key is going to be that we just take care of the ball because they force a lot of turnovers. All right, Wright State Head Coach Scott Nagy, good enough to hang out with us here today on the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash. Coach, best of luck tonight. Thank you for giving us a little of your time, uh, and best of luck the rest of the season as well. Thank you. Thank you.